What is life like in Italy right now? Again, we probably know someone who knows someone that's in Italy right now that has relatives, that has friends, that planned a trip here and there. I've been to Italy once uh, to go to Venice through the uh, Treviso Airport. Um, and they have, of course, had horrifying floods there right before Christmas uh, and deep into January. So it's not been a great six months uh, in Italy. But we have tracked someone down uh, who lives in Rome via Australia. So we've got the, a regular United Nations, and we check in with Matt Bishop, uh, Rome resident. Matt, thanks very much for taking the time to uh, to check in with us, and, and we appreciate you letting us uh, talk to you. How are you? Yeah, not a problem, mate. Um, yeah, I've had better days. What? <laughs> it's been a... It's been a pretty crazy week over here. Yeah, that's for sure. How long have you lived in Italy? I've I've been here since 2002. Oh, man. Uh, I'm pretty much half Italian. (laughs) Oh, you're more than, I think you're three quarters. Let's be like, don't don't sell yourself short. Uh, Bordering on uh, 80%. Who's your your football team there? Football? I don't actually follow football. I'm still following the Aussie rules, mate. (laughs) And you're up at all hours. Of, well, actually, all hours of the morning watching it. What time is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, you would be, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a complete opposite way around. So, yeah, miss out on a bit of the Australian tally. Well, what, tell us, it, living in Rome, what you can do that, that has a sense of normalcy to your life, Matt, and what are you prevented from doing over the last two or three days? Okay. Um, at, the current, at the current moment, there's... Basically, I'm in a particular situation because I'm an operating theatre nurse in a paediatric hospital. So as far as work life goes, um, I still have to go into work every day. I'm like a lot of other people who are working from home. So from that point of view, yeah, I'm still going to work every day. Uh, it's got a lot of challenges at work at the moment because uh, of course. You know, we have shortages of operating theatre masks, uh, disinfectants, all that sort of stuff. So we're... Yeah, it's it's quite a challenge working in a hospital at the moment. We're just preparing ourselves for the for the worst because I don't know if a lot of people know that uh, in Rome at the moment we don't have that many cases as compared to the north. It's all um, it's all concentrated in the northern part of Italy at the moment. So we're just crossing our fingers and hope hope well, that doesn't um, doesn't infiltrate this part of this part of Italy. So are your hospital is your hospital, Matt, is it flooded with patients or are people uh, simply if they're if they're even a little sick deciding instead to self quarantine and self isolate and not coming in because they're fearful of coming into the hospital and catching something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah? You, you, you were finding emergency rooms uh, are quite empty at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'd be getting a lot of uh, parents bringing their children in for fevers and stuff at night time, but they're not they're not doing it right now because of the of, of the fear of the coronavirus for sure. So they're they're probably speaking more with their with their pediatricians at home and and finding other ways of trying to you know to find out what they've got wrong with their children. Yeah, Matt Bishop's our guest uh, lives in Rome, Italy. Joining us on Global News Radio six forty Toronto. That brings up an interesting concept. Usually, you only see this in TV and movies, but can doctors, can physicians make house calls? Can they come and and go out if they're in general practice or private practice? Are they visiting uh, prospective patients as opposed to the other way around? Yeah, look, um, I know I know that um, in the, in the UK at the moment they're actually encouraging people to actually not go into hospital if they have a, a suspect of, uh, of, uh, of coronavirus, um, they're actually encouraged to call their right. GPs and their GPs will actually go through them over the phone, their symptoms, and if the GP thinks that, you know, that there's something there, then they will be asked to come in. So, um, look, this is a lot of stuff I've read. Um, yeah. Um, I, 
being in the operating theatre, this is a lot of stuff that I, I only hear, I don't actually see. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a difficult situation. Um, this morning I had a nightmare because I actually had to get my parents, my Australian parents, obviously, out of Italy, which was chaos because everyone was cancelling all their flights everywhere and um, to get them out was, was was pretty difficult for sure. How did, how did you do it? Where did they go to? Uh, we, I managed to get them a flight into Australia. Um, wow. I know that Qatar have actually uh, they've cancelled all their flights. Um, you know, uh, any flights coming from Italy, they've cancelled them completely. So I managed to get one with Emirates, and they're currently in the air right now. And they've been told that when they hit Australia, they're going to have to self quarantine. So I've organised with my family to get a car to drive a car up to the airport, park it, and leave it as soon as my parents arrive at the airport in Australia, they will immediately get in their car, drive home, self-quarantine for 14 days. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's how things are at the moment. It's just, um, it's hard to believe, isn't it, really? I well, mean, yeah, um, it, you must feel a great sense of relief that you were able to do that because I'm sure there are people that, that don't have the resources, that don't have the uh, the wherewithal, whether it's financial or otherwise, to, to be able to do that. So I'm sure your parents are incredibly yeah. incredibly grateful they have you as a son and you did that for them. Well, yeah, all parents arrived here five days ago to come over and uh, come over and see. My son's got a uh, a chronic pulmonary disease, so um, look, you know, five days ago the, the the numbers in Italy were sort of you know the infection rate was around a thousand, a thousand five hundred, like it is in Spain and France and and other European countries. And then, but just every single day, we just saw the numbers go up and the deaths, you know. Talking 100 and between 100 and 160 people a day just dropping off. Um, so we, we we panicked, but um, I'm glad that we panicked and, and I managed to get them out. So I mean, because the, the, the risk, um, you know, it doesn't infect children or, or the majority of young people. Apparently, it's infecting the um, the elderly. So you know, obviously, when you got your parents over here, it was a yeah, lucky to get them out. That's for sure. A lot of people can't do anything. A lot of people quarantined in the north and. They're stuck. Yeah. Is your con- before you go? Is Italy doing? Do they do drive-through tests? I know they they have in other European countries where you can pull up in your car and there's people in hazmat suits that are able to give you a, a test on the spot, like a saliva test. Are they able to do that in Italy? Oh, I'm not sure about the mm-hmm. details of how they're actually testing. I know that they've swapped tens of thousands of cases in the north of Italy. Um, at the moment, I, I haven't seen anything about that. I haven't heard any stories. With actually doing it, um, all I know is at the moment that they've blocked off the north of Italy, and they're not letting anyone through unless they've got specific requests, um, you know, for emergency cases or whatnot. So, I think for the moment, we hope it is under control. Obviously, quarantining off the north, in, uh, the north of Italy, they've just said today that they're um, they're closing everything down. So. <laughs> We're just going to hope that, yeah, that things are going to change. Well, and I just hope that it doesn't that other countries don't start living what we're going through right now because the numbers are starting to go up in other countries now too. And I just, yeah, it's um, let's just 
let's just pray and hope nothing happens over the next fortnight and um, this thing starts to starts to fade off. Yeah, I, I, th- I think our fear, uh, and I can't thank you enough for joining us, but I think our fear is that the North American countries, the USA especially, the worst isn't over. We're all hoping that's the case in Italy. And and, and you're giving me some hope and the, some semblance that, that it is. There's no guarantees because we just don't know where this is going to go in the next 7, 10, 14 days. But you're, there's some there's an element of hope there. It's hap- That's happening in South Korea and China too. So that's got to be the hope for Italy also. I think it also with China, it's it's very cultural too. I mean, if they're told to be to stay in their houses and lock themselves in their houses and don't move, they won't. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. It's our society to actually say, hey, you cannot go outdoors for us to not go out and get a coffee or go down the road and do the shopping or whatever. We're so used to having just these things in everyday life, yeah. these, these comforts that we have to actually be told not to do them. It takes a while to sink in, and I really, really hope that everyone near the other country tries to get it to sink in now because it's going to become a reality, and, you know, prevention right now is going to be the best thing to avoid it, to avoid it, you know, going crazy like it is over here. hundred percent. Hey, Matt, uh, all the best. I can't thank you enough for joining us. Appreciate the time. Yeah, no, no problem at all. It's good to talk to you. You got it. There's Matt Bishop. He's in Rome, Italy, uh, an Australian uh, medical worker. Got his parents out today. That's a great story. Still has his TV watching Aussie Rules football. That's also a great story. It's not as great as getting his parents to safety, but it's there's one and one A sometimes uh, in life. There just uh, are. And yeah, Italy, uh, death toll over 500 now. Um, most are over 70. And that's to say... That this is simple, straight line stuff. The demographics of of who is the most vulnerable to this illness, to this virus, hasn't changed. It's not going to change. Okay, it's it's our folks and it's our grandparents. I've said it three or four times in the course of this show this morning.